0: All right, we're back, Judds Buds, episode ninety-eight. Don't know any good ninety-eights, or is it the Bedard episode, aka the lead contender for second place in the Calder race? As always, your host Spokezy, joined by my good buddy Mr. At State of Hoppy Hoppy. How are we? We are good. Sweet. Nice. I am dead. I am a dead man um this was quite the weekend um we decided to fly on down to florida me and the first lady to pick up her car and bring it back to boston tell you what um turns out country's pretty big pretty big country we got takes takes pretty long time um stopped like a little more than halfway in uh, the funniest fucking like super eight motel in Virginia. And they're like, Oh, free breakfast, free breakfast. I was like, okay, that's interesting. Um, You know what that free breakfast was? I have a Uh, bad feeling. I know exactly what it was. (laughs) What was it?
1: Uh, They probably had bread there to make toast and they maybe had cereal and they maybe had fake eggs. They had fewer
0: things, but instead of bread, so they had one tiny, like, and I mean like this big, tiny little like waffle maker. Oh, nice. And, um, like bags of the mini bite muffins and one coffee machine that I think hadn't, it was freezing cold coffee, not iced coffee. It was, I think it's just been out for weeks possibly months maybe even years um and the guy behind the guy that was behind the desk where we walked in goes oh fuck off <laughs> I was like, what the fuck because he was playing angry birds and he had to go change the coffee out, but he didn't do it anyways i didn't know so people anyways, played angry birds okay this guy was i mean he i, I think he plays a lot um we clearly interrupted um his his super eight behind the desk job uh, playing Angry Birds and um, and then uh, yeah got back here late and immediately woke up four hours later went to work and that's what I've been doing since then so it's been a week I I, I feel like I'm on drugs because um, the sleep was even worse than it usually is and it's never good so yeah, um, yeah I just uh, throw the be here yeah um that was my weekend you didn't get get up to anything this weekend anything good anything good going on. I have a kid, so no. That's true. That's true. Those little fuckers do ruin everything, huh?
1: (laughs) Yeah, basically the same thing (laughs) as you, just not driving. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. My (laughs) breakfast was bullshit. I didn't sleep. Yeah, it's it's all the same.
0: Nice, dude. Thanks a lot to that kid of yours. Um, Well... We made it to uh, All Star break. Technically, I, I'll be honest with you. Um, I'm not sure if I'm planning on watching much of any of it because I don't really give a shit. But it's not about me. It's for the kids or whatever. That is correct. Um, well, I, I got asked though,
1: man. Are you gonna pay any attention now they got a million dollar purse for like this Iron Man competition that they're gonna have for players for the skills portion?
0: No, probably not. I'll probably stick uh, just maybe check Twitter every so often. Cause I mean, all the highlights end up there anyways. Um, and I mean, just like any event the NHL puts on, they have the most like cringy possible, like the most cringe inducing commentary. Like they get really weird celebrities to like be is weird. It, is it that much worse than
1: tuning into an actual game? As far as the commentary is concerned.
0: That's a good point. That's fair enough. All right. You know, I, I'll watch it. No. Um, I just uh I just don't give a shit about it. You're
1: I'm just afraid that is gonna win the skills competition again.
0: I still can't. That was that's <laughs> the top five biggest disgraces in hockey history. That was the worst five. thing I've ever seen. That was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life.
1: It was pretty brutal. Um, it was pretty brutal.
0: I just this what a fucking league for so many reasons. Um yeah, but yeah, I know I'm thrilled for the All-Star game. I can't wait. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you what though, if they were serious about the cash, they would have they would have called in some goons, you know, just really muck up muck it up. Not uh, the just, game, but- not for the game. This is for skills.
1: Like it's literally gonna be a compilation of different skills that like a set group of players is gonna do all of those, and there's some kind of scoring system, and the winner gets a mill. Oh, that
0: would be even funnier though if Toronto sent Ryan Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the fans would
1: lose their fucking. No, months. no, I, I think the better way to do it, send Marner, and send Marchand, and have them going head to head, mic'd up the whole way.
0: Nice skates, nice stick, man. Um, cool dog. You're, you're my favorite player. Oh You're the oh. best. You're the best, Bellows.
1: Um, yeah, that, that's about as much as there is for like actual, quote-unquote, action coming up for the NHL. Um, but did just see, like this dropped the second we went live. Elliot Friedman, there is word tonight talks between Vancouver and Calgary are intensifying around Elias Lindholm. We will see where it goes.
0: Uh, that is
1: that would be very unfair. Also, what are you giving up? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't really know what they have to give up. Uh, Newsflash,
1: and this will piss Isha off, but uh, anyone that doesn't know Jim Rutherford, who is, in fact, definitely the acting GM, regardless of what titles say, he is going to give away every inch of future you have to try and go for it this year. That's the only way he's tired. He is giving up every future possible, and he doesn't care. Because then he'll retire, quote unquote, and then he'll find a new team to go GM because he has a great track record.
0: Yeah, he has solidified himself as like the ultimate. And like, I mean, actually, now I think about it. Vegas is trying to do the same thing. He's like, oh, young uh, futures? Fuck that, dude. I don't give a <laughs> fuck. It's like, fair enough. And I mean, there's a time. Vancouver, to- how can you? Yeah, Vancouver is in a very weird spot, though, because it's like, No one expected this. I think there are plenty of people who thought, yeah, they should be not like the worst team in the league or not a terrible hockey team. But not this good. This is a whole other level where like everything is just hitting. Um, You know, they've made a couple of real sneaky good pickups too, and like over the past year or so, but um it is fun i wish i could some of the ones in pittsburgh i was just like it, this this trade feels like he was like i got too many fucking futures on this uh, in this phrase i gotta get rid oh, of this no, guy. He, he hates them
1: he's like we don't have to have a scouting department if we just don't have draft picks it's a
0: money saving it's, effort. it's amazing it's just incredible that's like what vegas is doing now where like they draft for the first round you're like all right well don't don't look forward to anything in Vegas. Cause I mean, you will be out the door within two, three years maximum. Um, it seems to be their thing. Um, mm-hmm. but that's yeah. interesting though. The Lindholm to fucking
1: Vancouver. That is, you know what though? Like I- I'll give it to Rutherford. Like first off, I'm not going to sit here and talk shit about him because he brought back to back cups to Pittsburgh. Like love him for it. He is absolutely worthless when it comes to signing or extending players. But he usually comes out ahead on the trades. Like, I'd say he's winning 70% of those trades. Yeah. Now, there's, and that's where it gets
0: interesting so, for them, no, too.
1: Yeah, but he's no Ray Shero. Ray Shero was batting, like, 11 out of 10.
0: Yeah, right, right. Um, and, I mean, as far as I know, there's still a whole lot of stress about what's going to happen with Pedersen. So then if you bring in Lindholm, I would be very curious to see what that package looks like. Because, I mean, we know every team in the league loves Elias Lindholm. He is at that prime age where you're like, I do not want to give you an eight-year contract for a ton, a ton of money. Um, He's an awesome fucking player, and I think a lot of teams would love to have him. But with the Pedersen situation just seemingly like getting more tenuous as time goes on, I'll um, yeah. be very curious to see what the package looks like and what that means for, like, a possible extension. Because, I mean, like, let's say yeah. they sign him and do what, like, the Bruins did with Hampus Lindholm and, like, immediately give him seven, eight years. Nailed that. Um, then you're like, uh-oh. Um, what the fuck? <laughs> Does this? Uh, we still have Patterson right here, and this kid is one of the best players in the league. Um, would love to have him for eight years. Uh, and already have JT Miller on a big old ticket. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, so,
1: I but, mean, it's yeah, it, it's a cluster for sure like you almost have to wonder is it something that's potentially a pure rental and they try and flip right. him in the offseason and like get something for his rights or hey yeah. you never know what happens maybe something goes south and Pedersen doesn't stay or you find a way to move JT Miller I don't know but you have options and if it truly is just the push for this year Rutherford doesn't give a fuck <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, he doesn't care at all. Um, very television. So yeah. yeah it is interesting because I wouldn't have pegged like center is the one is the big thing that they're going like going and targeting, but you know what? Yeah. Price is right, you can pick up you can win the trade right now. That's all fucking Rutherford gives a shit about. So right. Uh, that's very interesting. That just dropped like, uh, Freeman just like the freedom. Second, the
1: second we started, like I was going to share the post oh, yeah. on Twitter and I just saw at the top of the feed. Oh shit. This seems like something worth talking about. Um, but I mean, we'll see. I want to hear more about what the potential return is before I can even really evaluate it. Like it sounds really cool in a vacuum, but yeah, I don't know. There's not much substance there. If you're giving away, relevant like current pieces to do so so
0: right. i would i would imagine they try to make what's his name uh the kuzmenko part of that because like i mean kuzmenko lycoramaki
1: like, first
0: that's oh. i'm
1: not saying the whole thing like those are pretty much their like big chips
0: right, Hot right, right, right. yeah and i mean they, they've got it they've drafted a couple nice pieces the last couple of years too like not necessarily batting a thousand with the drafting, but like they have picked up some real nice, some real nice pieces. So it'll be, uh, be fascinating. But that's yeah. interesting. A very fun hockey team could get even more fun. I'm all for it.
1: Yeah. And very, stay very, in the West. Stay in the West. very, very fun. Uh, very accurate. Uh, only other, uh, NHL one off the top here, just because Mateo asked, Hoppy, do you want the Pens to trade Gensel? And if so, what would it take to move him? Um, I don't know, this is a pretty loaded one for me. Like,
0: It's it really crazy. Depends.
1: It depends on what happens the next like three or four weeks. That's my answer. If they look like they can make it into the playoffs, and I don't know, this is a roster that in the East, the East is deeper in my opinion, the West is more top-heavy. And in the East, right. if you can get in and you can catch a little bit of heat and someone besides Crosby does something for you, The Penguins have a chance. And I'm at the point where, like, this is glory days. Like, Crosby, who knows which year he'll retire. Yeah, I'd like to see him take another kick. But if the team keeps looking like they've looked the last couple of weeks for the first week or two coming out of the break, yeah, trade him. He's kind of like you talked about Z. He's at that ripe age where you don't really want to give him a big ticket, especially in a weird spot for this roster. Like Vancouver, it's a little bit different, right? Like at least they're in a window where they're trying to truly contend. I don't think Pittsburgh's really in that window with some of the contracts they're carrying with Latang, Malkin, Crosby, Carlson, all getting one year older after this. I, I don't know. I think if you can get the right return, which I don't, If you're trading with Vancouver, which is probably what's happening if they don't get Lindholm because Rutherford loves him some Gensel, I don't know. You got to get a legit prospect and a first. Otherwise, I'm not entertaining it. I don't know what else the package contains, and I don't know what's being retained or whatever, but I need like a legit prospect, and I need a first.
0: I didn't realize he was twenty nine. Like it's weird. He's like maybe it's just because he's thirty before next season starts. That's crazy to me. because like doesn't seem like just it. I like it does feel like he's been around for a long time. I think it's the baby face. I don't know. He's a fucking dud though. Like
1: he has not aged a day.
0: (laughs) And I'm, mm, -mm. (laughs) that's like, man. Yeah, it is that weird. Like age with these contracts but i don't know man like he's just so fucking good and like when they've been in the playoffs my god is he been a monster no Um, that's the thing though
1: he will fetch a pretty return just because of the playoff impact and he scores goals there's nothing that gms covet more than goals and he's putting up 40 a year for you if he's healthy no I was going to
0: say, career career average is like point four seven goals per game. He's about to play his five hundredth game. Um, yeah, man, that got to be a pretty package. if yeah, you're gonna, I, and like the second I'm you okay se- the second that trade happens, it's like, oh, this is a weird looking <laughs> outlook. But that kind of like tells you where they're. I mean. And who knows, maybe that's where they are. And that's again,
1: it. all it takes is two hot weeks coming out of the break. And you know that Tubis is going to push. <laughs> He's going to try. Mm. And I, I do think on paper, like there's a roster there that can compete if you round out a couple of things in the bottom six and stay healthy, of course. But I just, with what I've seen the last three, maybe even four weeks, I I'm not a current believer. It just sucks yeah. when you look at Crosby and it's like, "Yep, you are in the heart conversation or should be," and no one else knows what they're doing.
0: It's crazy, kind of Crazy, yeah. But- and I, if like, and if if Pittsburgh's gonna be like, well, we don't want to like give you know this contract against L at age thirty years, all these, like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> like, like Malkin, fucking Latang, like. Carlson's up. I mean, they did sign Carlson, but, um,
1: but that's the problem though. Is like, you can't, you can't, then you're literally sticking yourself in a purgatory for however long that you're not going to truly rebuild. You've got an aging core already. Why would you add another guy that's going to be in his thirties for that entire contract? I don't think the fit makes sense, but I don't know. I've seen crazier things happen, I
0: guess. Right. Right. It is like, and it's crazy, dude. Like, cause I mean, with how hard they've pushed the chips in, like, forever, like, we knew that they would be facing this kind of a decision, or like, cause I mean, if you, like, if they do move, guys, was like, yeah, this really isn't working. Like, cause you're gonna look for futures. You're not necessarily getting you something that's gonna help you, like, right now, or realistically, not helping probably that much next year. And it's crazy, cause like, you're in the very early stages yeah. of the new Malkin Latang deals. It's like, well, this didn't really go as like, I'm fine. letting them just
1: coast off and retire, whatever.
0: Yeah. If that's like yeah, what yeah. it is.
1: Like for everything they did, I'll get over it. Like loser mentality. Right. Fine. But
0: no, I got, dude. I
1: got three cups and a lot of fun playoffs. And of course, several that Mark Andre Fleury shit on, but yeah, I, I don't know. Hard for me to like sit here and complain. Yeah, this is you know, (laughs) it's more so I hope they make a decision either. Give it a real kick at the can and see if you can do something or full punt, start getting rid of assets, figure it out, rebuild in two years. You've still got Crosby firing on all cylinders. Malkin and Letang are going to be more coin flips, but I'll take that risk. Especially with the contracts they're on, like they're not bad dollars, even if they see a little bit of regression with age. I don't know, but we don't have to waste much time on the penguins. No one really cares. Uh, what people do care about. And it's actually funny because we were asked this question last week and it's turned out to be kind of true. Sounds like there might be something in the works for the CHL to, uh, have players be eligible to go play NCAA hockey. Uh, I'll turn it over to you. Z what, what do you make of this?
0: I honestly have zero idea because I don't understand that much about how it works other than like, yeah, pretty much like they can go do juniors and then come on over to college. I mean, half of them, half the guys in college. I mean, well, not necessarily with like the notable drafted prospects over. like half the fucking hockey dudes. That I went to college where they're like, yeah, 21-year-old freshman, how are you? I was like, Jesus oh, Christ, that's no, insane. Same. Uh, <laughs> no, most,
1: most of my Division three school was, like, 21-year-old yeah. freshman. It's like, all right,
0: cool. So it's, like, pretty funny to think, like, that's now going to be the same thing with, like, big D1 schools. Where it's just like, holy fuck. <laughs> like, oh, I, man, Hastings is going to love it.
1: I think it's a little overblown. But, yes, Hastings is going to salivate over this shit. But, like... Reality is, the legit players are going to be in the NHL. It's not that big of a concern. I think, though, two things that it does open up. One, kind of a negative. You see some of these guys, like, think about uh, a Macklin Celebrini, right? Think about all the guys from Michigan. Now that the eligibility is still open, like why wouldn't they start in the CHL and, hey, if it so happens that they make the pivot they can change after one or two seasons and go if they're not going to be that like blue chip talent but i think the flip side of it that could be really awesome for ncaa hockey there's a lot of club programs that are like nipping at the heels trying to make that jump now that you're seeing the success with a lot of the teams that have just joined we got augustana we got obviously uh arizona state um why am i spacing on the missouri school doesn't matter if you have that much more of a talent pool to draw from now that you got these aged out canadian guys coming down you can get an oregon you can get like all those west coast schools you can get the ones that Maybe our traditional like powerhouse schools for football and basketball, and just haven't been able to get anything behind them for hockey. It's just way easier if you have more bodies that are truly able to compete at that level and might get a little bit more physical, too. Can you imagine like playing with a half shield, playing <laughs> with like fighting being totally encouraged, unless you're in the queue? Cause yeah. And then having to go back to playing with a cage.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Just immediately. Extremely angry. Hitting like it's funny too. Just cause like. <laughs> Rationally angry. Kids, they, yeah. irrationally angry. Yeah. Those college kids. I mean, they love. Cause they uh, can't got like. Linda. Uh they love throwing some of the most insane hits I've ever seen in college. It's like, ah, oh, it's clean. It's like, well, you only got his fucking face with your elbow. But, like, I mean, sure, I guess. Jesus Christ. Um, so, yeah, no, a little, little extra <laughs> physicality. <laughs> even more nuts. Um, I'm curious, like, how much, like, how many players that actually – end up starting major junior ending up in college like, I, I wonder if it would really move the needle a whole lot i mean like the whl to start their scholarship program too which is something i don't know i'm very curious to see like how much it actually would change like you said that would be cool to have those other programs have more appeal and like going um you know like official or whatever so um it's interesting um i don't know what the timeline is either I don't either, yeah. And it might still be just
1: speculative. It might not even truly, you know, be moving. But even though they're Canadians, so, like, why care? I still think it's cool for some of those players that, like, they're playing in the CHO because they want to try and play pro hockey. If they get to the end and either just haven't hit that development peak yet or just realize, yep, I'm not going pro, but then they still have a chance to go play serious hockey, get a good education, like, Cool. Because again, we already said it. We're not getting first round picks. They're going to come and play college hockey. That's just not going to be the case unless they were already going to play college hockey instead of playing the CHL. So I think it is interesting. What if let's make it real fun though, set limits for each school and roster on like how many kids they can have, but it's specific by league. So you can have one player from the queue, one from the OHL and one from the WHL. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just getting the full mix.
0: <laughs> God damn it.
1: I mean, think about it. If you got three WHL kids on your team, people are going to get hurt.
0: Mm. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Oh, God. All right. N- nothing else on that? <laughs> I don't think, I mean... I do think I kinda of just feel like the most likely or like the players more likely to do that are just the ones go play major, junior and then want to keep playing hockey, like you said. Yeah. Don't have maybe they don't have, there's not a path there, but you can go to college. Um I also, feel like it'd be those players we'd see more often than anything or more than anyone else. We're gonna have an
1: Arizona State team that's just purely Canadian.
0: <laughs> oh my god. Like
1: Twenty one year olds aged out going down to just party their faces off at ASU. That needs to be a reality show.
0: That would be um, <laughs> the school that God damn it. Like, <laughs> like we don't have enough issues. Like this is insane. Get these fucking guys out of here. Uh, I do want to see like what it would do. I don't even, again, I haven't really read a whole lot of, about it anyways, but like what this, like you said before, like the scholarship thing, I'm very curious about because that definitely changes things probably for like the kids that were always doing college hockey, like potentially negatively where there's just like now there's this other pool of players that just like kind of wants to come play college hockey now. And if if they, if they're eligible, that's crazy to me.
1: But the reality is it's probably going to hurt the guys that are like bottom six anyways. Like your true talented players, aren't going to get displaced as much. Cause again, it's not to say that there's no skill in these players. They're going to come because there absolutely is, but they're probably going to be a little bit more of a two-way grind type of mentality. If it's the guy that just isn't making it or trying to make any kind of push to play pro mm. in Europe or here. And maybe I'm wrong. I don't, I'd like to know who some of like the best players are from the CHL in the last decade that, Didn't end up playing any pro hockey, but like could have easily stepped in and just torched college hockey.
0: Right. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Whatever. But we'll see. I mean, again, I don't know what the timeline looks like, how like soon they would even be able to do that or whatever. I have no idea. So we'll see. I'm sure there'll be more developments with some more clarity on like the actual parameters of it. Um, Oh good lord but, yeah liquor sales at I, ASU I don't know. Do, do you know what the
1: liquor sales are like at ASU I don't know that there's a whole lot of room for growth but
0: yeah, I was going to say I think probably a little stable it's just like a little bit yeah, of it continue debt. just going to keep <laughs> continue on the path they're already on like six more guys <laughs> going to like it's not going to be this massive spike
1: <laughs> Crown Royal funny, Crown Royal sales through the roof
0: Oh yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, good lord <laughs>
1: Oh, crown God. apple,
0: crown apple.
1: Mm-hmm. Dude, you mix the crown apple with that crown, uh, caramel. And it's like those caramel apple suckers. When you're a kid, that's what I've heard. That's Delicious. what I've heard. Haven't done Delicious. it myself. One day, perhaps one day. Yeah, maybe. But, um, next week we will be going a lot harder on, uh, really the mid season rankings for, the 2024 NHL draft. Um, do you have a couple of questions in here though, Z that I'll just throw to you real quick um, just to to scratch that itch for some people. First, we got Mateo uh, and he said for later, which this was earlier. So that makes sense. Maths out. Um, does yep. Z have any opinions either way on Liam Greentree being the pick? If the wild, I assume is who he means by they missed the playoffs
0: yeah liam greentree is another one that like i mean he had a good amount of love coming into the season but like is now like similar kind of uh trajectory as we see or as we're seeing with like caden lindstrom tijigan where it's like oh no no this isn't just a first round pick like this is top half of the first round um i mean where is it? Right? Is he with Win- Yeah, he is with Windsor. He's got 64 points in 41 games on a Windsor team. That's pretty average, but like pretty much above average in every area of the game. Like he's big, physical. He's got great touch around the net. He's got he can score from distance. He can make plays himself. He's fucking strong and shitty, defends hard too. Like he's an all around um, winger. And kind of like sometimes he almost looks like a quicker version of Matt Boldy, maybe not the same necessarily, like maybe close to the upside, but I think Matt Boldy is legitimately like the top, top echelon young player anyways. But um, yeah, he would be a phenomenal pick again, like a scoring winger that plays a two way game, very smart, cerebral. Um, he's a very fun player. So I'd be a, yeah, I'd be a big fan of that pick as well. Um, should they go and actually kind of tank a little bit? I, I could see even if they narrowly miss the playoffs, like Green is a kid that could still be around there too. Um, yeah. It is just a, it's just like, and we've I've said this like every time that we talk about this draft as a whole, just like the draft of players who have every tool that you're looking for, just like maybe not necessarily putting it together all the time. Um, but with Liam Green Tree, I mean like huge, huge upside. And the trajectory has been bananas this year. I mean, he, I think it was this weekend, I'm pretty sure they played Peter Barrow, kicked the shit out of him, like, 8-2, and he had six points, <laughs> like a plus five. So, like, yeah, almost all on even strike. Like, he's a beast, so he's a he'd be a great, great pickup. Um, I'm very curious to see how the rest of the season goes and where he kind of winds up on a lot of teams boards. Cause I think it's going to be pretty high in that first round. Like he's awesome. So I'd be a big fan of that pick for sure.
1: Nice. And as mentioned in the chat, that name for the wild is just too fitting. Yeah. It's uh, too good. Um, gotta talk about this guy. I know you've gushed about him. Z I'd even go so far as to say that he's your number two overall. So what's the scoop on this Ivan Demidov guy? Uh,
0: Demidov is insane, and like, was very curious to see because he got hurt right at the beginning of the season. Like, he's been torching the Russian U twenty league for like three years. Like, as like a fifteen and sixteen year old, he was like over a point per game on a very good SKA forty six team. They've got like eleven teams. It's very funny, um, but in terms of like upside, some of the highest upside of any player we've seen drafted in the last few years, like he would have been a top five player in any of the last three, four drafts. Um, even beyond like he can do legitimately everything offensively defensively. It's like he somehow also manages to like be quite effective, like especially on the rush, but even like in zone, he's not necessarily going to get dragged out or whatever, but like that's, you're not even really thinking about the defensive side of the game with him. Anyways, the shit he's in some of the plays that he makes and there's, I don't know how he does it, but there's one specific thing. I probably see him do seven, eight, nine times a game. And it's very like small thing, but like his ability to the puck will get like rimmed around the offensive zone and he's going to come pick it up. His ability to pick it up in motion Pivot on his feet and like just dice through three guys and either get a shot off for himself or just like beat every defenseman and then put a uh, backdoor tap it on someone's tape. Like he does it every fucking game. Like the footwork is unbelievable. His ability to like change direction on a dime is a joke, and you can't take the puck away from him. He's unbelievable. So like for me, he's two like he's number two for me like I, I i fucking love i haven't done enough and right now i think he's on a like a streak of like four points five points six points five points like he is legitimately averaging i think over three points a game right now in the last like 10 or 12 games like he's better than everybody he should be playing in the khl like the beginning of the year he got a few games and more than fit in and there were a few times where before um that dickhead coach for Skå absolute dickhead. Uh there were a few games where like we were receiving 5 6 minutes of Demidov with Mitchkov and nadinov It was legitimately so I was just glued to the screen and I might have to go like rewatch some of those shifts cuz it was gorgeous. Um <laughs> uh, but he's unbelievable like insane. He's he's like close to the like celebrini ceiling. So um well wow. I'm a huge fan. I don't think teams will be afraid to take him high oh, at all. Okay. I well, think do th- I don't really think there's gonna be a whole lot of Russians that have the same like that make as many teams nervous as they were for Mitchkov. like Mitch had the, the whole length of the contract or well, yeah, Mitchkooff had that. Working against him, he also before the draft didn't sound like he was going to talk to Eddie Tase, which is what a rock star move, by the way. He's like, nah, I'm not fucking talking to you. And then like Philly ended up like getting him to meet them at like a fucking like a junior hockey rink, <laughs> which is very funny. Um, but like Bichkov had the whole contract thing, but he also was like a five foot eight right wing, very much predicated on like super high octane offense only. Um and I mean like even in his draft year there were some plays that you're like oh okay that's not going to work. Uh, defensively it was like kind of like a nightmare at times. So like there were some mitigating factors there along with the contract. Like, sure, DeBuda doesn't have the contract issue. He does. He's a very different player with like similar highlight reel type projection. Like he is unbelievable, but like I don't think there's many players are going to have the same kind of like risk factor a lot of teams saw with Mitchkov so um he, so, he okay, is fucking unbelievable
1: but that being what it is then like take away whatever happened last year whatever's going on now in a vacuum which player do you want if the wild can have either player in their system do you want Demidov or do you want Mitchkov
0: yeah i mean i still think you probably go with the ceiling so you probably still go with Mitchkov knowing that there might be more risk factors but the rewards still if they both hit like Mitchkov's going to be the like 40 50 goal scoring 100 point player like in the NHL Demidov he could he could put up 80 90 points in the NHL for sure uh Mitchkov's just I think the the ceiling's still uh, a little bit higher so I think you still go for the uh the potential there if you're just gonna like make me choose one or the other fair.
1: Okay. Now I got to ask last thing then on Demidov. I know you don't expect there to be the same like hesitation for all the reasons you just outlined, like there was with Mitchkov this year. What's a number for him to be drafted where like you're offended at that point or pissed off or shocked? Like, what's the lowest you can see him dropping reasonably?
0: Probably like the Mitchkov range, like seven, probably. Like, okay, but th- that wouldn't be outrageous to you. I think I would sit there and be like, Okay, I guess I was wrong about teams being worried about like drafting Russians. Like it's the only explanation for him to be drafted below like five. Okay. Cause like you can make arguments for other players above it. Like for me, he's two, but like I'm not gonna be like, Oh, you're an idiot if you have him at three. Like, I'm not, I'm not that guy. But like, I do think if he goes after five, I'm sitting there like, what the fuck am I not seeing? <laughs> like, that's insane. Um, uh, he's absolutely one of the top three, four players in this draft, no question. Um, okay. but then again, he is, he is in a six foot seven, 220 pound, like, high scoring defenseman in Russia. So, like, fuck me, I guess. Mr.
1: Salayev. Yes. All right. Fair enough. Last, uh, draft prospect one, and I know we've talked about this one a handful of times, but probably worth discussing, given your future ties and uh, my past aspirations. Any reason Cole Eiserman keeps dropping every ranking I see of him? Thought he was, like, two at one point.
0: Yeah, he definitely was looked at as, like, two, three, coming into the year, like, pretty firmly. Um, I mean, a lot of that's just because we've seen him I mean, eviscerate every single league he's been in since he was, like, 13. Like, again, I brought up the fucking, like, some of the old Shattuck stats that are comical. Like, <laughs> 130 points in 40 games. Um, but I think I think there are a lot of teams that I just look at him now and he's kind of like, yeah, he's going to score a ton of goals. But there's also a whole lot of, like, bad habits in his game. There's a whole lot of other, like, things that are probably going to prevent him from being... Well, like, potentially could. I'm not saying for sure, Will, but it's almost like they're kind of looking at him as, like, pretty much just, like, a scoring one-trick pony-type player. I mean, he'll flash some playmaking every once in a while, but more... I mean, pretty much right now, his whole game is just, like, rifling pucks into the net, which is... Who wants he that? does. He does that better than almost every single player in this draft, so... Or maybe even just better than every single player in this draft. Um, but I think probably just, like, at this point, especially this year, I mean, I think he's probably still on pace to fucking shatter uh, the goal scoring record at the, uh, the team program. But um, I think it's pretty much like, okay, like this is what he does. And that's it. So, what- which is a pretty fucking good thing, which is why it's like, it's funny. Cause like, we're like, Oh, you see the drop. He's like, ah, I think, uh, I think Bobby had it like six or seven. <laughs> so it's like, Oh, it's the epic fall, but he <laughs> it- is. He, it's just like there's, there's, there are definite like flaws to his game. And I think True. just the lack of like kind of like multi dimensional play. So that's, that's, and like that's what I've seen in terms of like the criticism most often. And I get it, but um, it's hard to pass up a kid that projects to score 40 every year in the league. That's okay. Now, if,
1: if he does break the, the scoring record there, will people leave poor goddamn Charlie Stramel alone? Gabe Perot has the record. How could you not take him?
0: Yeah, fucking Jesus Christ. It is, it's just painful. And this was always going to happen too. Like yeah. the second they took him, I was like, Well, that's I that is a pick. Uh and then of course Gabe Perot goes, What is it? Next pick? Was it the one I, like <laughs> immediately after? I can't even remember at this point. But I was like, Oh fuck. <laughs> He's going to eviscerate college hockey and hockey's and everyone's going to be insufferable for years uh who knows maybe rightly so but even if even if that ends up even if like the gap between those two players isn't huge they it doesn't matter no one's be like oh okay you know what i was wrong this is fine no one's gonna do that so i was just like this is gonna be insufferable forever so yeah um, maybe that's
1: that's, I mean, maybe that's why i just don't go on twitter anymore acceptance yeah acceptance is better <laughs>
0: Oh, that's right. Bonk went after Strable. Well, that which is that is crazy, but you know, whatever. I definitely forgot about that part. Mm. I was seeing all of these projections with like Bonk going like really high, and I was just like, "That is just okay." I mean, oh. we'll see. Wait,
1: we got to get this one up just uh, purely for Isha when he comes back to edit. Max Veach, many people are saying colleges outside of Stonehill won't even want the Canadian kids after seeing how bad the U.S. has been beating them in junior tournaments. I see no lies. Um, Very reasonable. Maybe that's why it's like now allowed. It's like, oh, yeah, Canada. Like, cool. Like, that's like Norway, right?
0: If they can make the fucking team, you know, like, man, you can come, you can come, you can go and come on down to tree outs, but like, fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. sir, It's fucking yeah, grocery stick. Oh man. Um,
1: but I guess going off of the, the whole unfortunate nature of people just being mean to Charlie stramel, one saving grace, as we pivot here into a little bit of prospect discussion for the Minnesota wild farm system Mateo asks, we were having a debate on Heights' eligibility for the AHL because he has four years, including a COVID year, but isn't 20. Can he make the jump next year?
0: I had to actually pull that up because I remember asking someone the same question about Lambos because Lambos, yeah. when before Wenatchee was Winnipeg, and before Winnipeg, <laughs> before that, they were Kootenai. Uh he had like four games one year as a whatever 15, 16 year old. Yeah. Um and I was like, does that count? Because after that technically would have made I think last year his or that would have made him eligible for the AHL last year. I think that was the timeline at this point. I can't even fucking remember. Um but I mean, yeah, this is year four. So like I th- I want to say in theory, yeah, he could make the jump next year to the AHL should he choose. Um I like there have been so many. This is specifically an Iowa thing. Like the last three or four years, I get so excited about like the youth movement in Iowa, and it legitimately never happens. And then this year it happens, and they need half of the fucking team in Minnesota because everyone gets hurt. Then Minnesota gets like half healthy again. They, they all go back down to Iowa, and they all get hurt. So it's just like this is fucking unbelievable. I can't have one year of the full on youth movement the other day they did have a uh pretty i think the oldest defenseman in the game was like 25 and i was like oh this rules this is fun i think they lost like eight nothing so i mean it didn't go well but um every year i keep hyping up. i'm like this is gonna be awesome all the fucking like the youth movement in iowa finally um don't have to like throw Brandon Baddock on the ice for like 20 minutes for him to like punch a ref in the face. Like I can't wait. And then it just doesn't happen. So, Um, but there, there's a little bit more of a youth movement this year, a little bit. Um, Shout out Jake Lucchini, by the way, that was a sneaky, good AHL signing who now has now had the opportunity to play in a couple NHL games. Very happy for him. He's been incredible in Iowa.
1: Go Lucchini. I love the name.
0: Great name. Great name. Would have hmm. been a would have been a honorable uh, mention all name team if uh, if we were doing this this draft year, honorable mention. No, no, at a minimum, nothing uh, like uh, a good old just like normal ass first name with a cool ass last name. Like those guys, you are pretty cool. Big or,
1: of that. I actually think it's way cooler if it's the reverse. If you have like just a bizarro <laughs> world first name and then it's like Smith
0: <laughs> Johnson. What if it uh, just. Just keeping this, you know, draft related. My my uh, draft son. What if it was like Michael Bronseg Smith? <laughs> I like think that was just, the hyphenated part is just oh that's uh why did we do that? why the fuck did we do this? Just make that as middle date. All right, whatever. Uh that would be pretty I would like that. I don't know if that's I've ever fun. seen that though. Just, a, just an idea. I, just gonna throw it out there for. I drew a blue duck
1: because I've never seen a blue duck before. And I wanted to see a blue duck.
0: <laughs> I never thought I would hear that again. Not on a pocket oh. podcast anyway. Oh,
1: full surprises.
0: What a um, all
1: right. We can go on to the next one here, which uh, Mike Owen tees up for us in fantastic fashion. Who's Nadine of? let's fucking go. We might see him in the lineup before the year is done. This came out of nowhere, Z. Like, did you have any inkling that this was even a remote possibility before Russo dropped the bomb?
0: No, not at all. And, I mean, it's interesting. Wild. And I do think it makes a ton of sense because, I mean, I think, first of all, no one would have seen this coming because I don't think anyone necessarily, like, maybe people had Minnesota missing the playoffs, but, like, not a bottom five fucking team in the NHL at the All-Star break, you know? i mean Um, i wish i wish they were bottom five (laughs) yeah what are they i don't even i think i was looking i'm sure they're hovering right
1: around like nine or ten
0: hell yeah i'll 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 pull it up right now yeah um i don't think many people have had them like that low so i mean if they make the uh, cough good smart uh, right decision and just like not try to make the playoffs by like one point or like then miss out by one point. Um oh shit, dude. Um by points percentage, they at six. Hell yeah. That rules look at that. Um that's good. Good work, we boys. Love that for us. Here we go. Love that for us. Judd's happy. <laughs> yeah. Um but I thought it would obviously like it wouldn't have even been a possibility if this was a team that like firmly in a firmly playoff team, whatever, like yeah. wouldn't have even been in the cards at all um but just given the fact that like who's of he's had a couple years in russia the whole plan was to let him you know continue that development and like finish off the development process the last few years um when he signed that two year deal um with ska um i think it makes sense because the sochi is not a playoff team that's for sure we've seen him kind of having a coming out party and like this year it's just he's really good some games like on sunday uh, they were down three, nothing. He put up two assists and a goal to tie it and take it to overtime. So, like, I think at this point we've pretty much seen what he can do in the KHL, and it's probably about that time just to see what they truly do have. Um, so, I think realistically, the only bad thing is you burn a year, and you could. I mean, given the fact that we're just, Minnesota's giving out like kind of weird contracts um, with weird uh, numbers of years and weird like no move clauses and stuff. Burning a year is, is oh. usually not a good idea, but at this point, yeah. I don't think they really care. Is this going to be the
1: first contract ever where an ELC gets a no movement clause? Mm. That'd be pretty yeah, impressive. They're,
0: they're gonna they're gonna add it in. Yeah, breaking down um, barriers.
1: Yeah, I like yeah, it. Exactly.
0: Yeah, Cosgrove nailed that. it. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. Um. <laughs> God damn it! It's unbelievable, but I, I love I. I would love to see it. I do think it makes sense. Like, there's no at this point. Where, I would where have do been you find the slot in? If it shocked if he signed. How I mean, how do you not? At that point, you've already waved the white flag. Hmm? How do you not let him cook? Just see what it looks like with Caprizov. How do you not just give it a shot? Like, come on. You know? Um, come on. Let's see. I, love that. I would love it. Um, but unfortunately, you know, the thing with who's a Dinov is he'll be, I just with the way that he plays, his approach to the game, like he could pretty much, in theory, like he plays a style of game that makes him very yeah. serviceable to like any combination of uh, lines line. So you know um, what though, isn't it? My, isn't it? my no. big thing is like, don't put him on the fourth line. Don't do the fucking like rookie Marco Rossi or that's the big don't, thing for me. Don't yeah, do Don't that. do the, no, the, at that point, let him sign. Though. I'd rather him fucking sign two more years than like bring him over to fucking play six to seven minutes for eight games in the NHL this year, birdie year. I'll go like at that point. I was like, all right, why the fuck did we do that? Like, what are you yeah. really learning about who's a dude of like, wow, wh- you can't, you're not actually seeing what you have. If you stick him on the fourth line for seven, eight minutes, no, like, I'll be pretty with, pissed like, if I do that too. That's that's
1: just yeah, so dumb. You can't, you just can't uh, do that. Isn't it sad though? Like, doesn't he feel like the way he plays and some of the nonsense we've seen over in Russia, this guy is through and through a Dean Everson guy.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, all you have to, do is show that four second clip
1: <laughs> of
0: him diving face first into an absolute clap bomb, teeth first, with one second left in the second period up three up goals. Two goals.
1: Three goals. Three goals.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I put that in our like smart scouting group, and like my buddy was like, this is this has always made me nervous about this fucking guy like why is he doing that <laughs> He's like let him have the shot bro like it's fine Man. and then just tell Dean that he went in got repairs and was out for the first shift the next period with like half of his teeth they they put up a picture of the dental work that they were doing it was some of the most heinous shit I've ever seen in my life but that's who's a Dean baby. I love that. Kid. God He's bless so his
1: soul. God bless <laughs> yeah. his soul. And let's uh, let's continue down the Russian path here. Um, of course, Mateo leads in here. That dude that got carved by Russo said that Yurov isn't taking the deal offered by Metallurg. Yeah. Um, yeah. W- background for everyone. Um, I don't know what the account is actually called, but they do a lot of. I think it's primarily KHL coverage and basically KHL. yeah okay hl and basically said definitively that like he could not sign anymore because he missed a deadline and like russo and him had the typical back and forth where russo's in a shitty mood we all just pull out the popcorn and enjoy the hell out of it and well they didn't take it well they were a pretty star loser over it um but now they are saying that it it's leaking that Yurov is not taking the deal offered as of now by Metalurg. It sounds like it was a pretty insulting offer. Will that change? Will they kidnap his family? Like, we have no idea. But as of now, see, it's sounding like Yurov could be here next season.
0: I do think this is one that we will find out, like, right before yeah. <laughs> the trading camp. Like, I feel like it's, well, he'll either just sign out of nowhere much like Huzadinov did. Um, or it's like, we're going to get an update from Russo. Daniil Yurov is on a plane on his way over for fucking NHL preseason in Minnesota. Like He just got snuck I, like, out of
1: the country, smuggled just like Evgeny Malkin.
0: <laughs> yeah. It it does feel like, because I mean, like every update that we've got specifically on the Yurov, is he or isn't he going to be here next year, has legitimately been on the complete other side of the other point that we had just heard or like other idea or possibility. It's like you're off, cannot be eligible to sign and Russo, like you said, gets angry, probably caught him in a bad mood. Um, and it was like, this is completely and utterly false. Uh, there is no rule that says that it's like, okay. And then it sounds like he's going to sign. And then he comes back. Hockey news hub is the Twitter account. You're talking about all KHL highlights. Great Twitter page for people to follow, by the way. Um, I think he, like, does anytime a wild prospect does anything, like, he will tweet out that video. I think he gets a lot of love for his uh, wild prospect, Russian content, whatever. Um, but a lot of it. <laughs> Yeah, there's plenty of it to go around this year. Um, but then he comes out and says, like, he would be there's no chance he's signing whatever he got offered. So, at this point, I legitimately have no idea. We know what? that He's going
1: he's gonna to retire from hockey and decide that he's going to be a professional pickleball player.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's where we're at. Yeah, he's going to get a $400 fucking racket or paddle. I don't know what it is. And uh, he's going to do it. It's just going to be it. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, he is like on pace to shatter like the record for U-20 scoring in the KHL pre- previously held by uh, Tarasenko, I think. Um Couple more points include an absolute bomb of a night this uh this week. I have no idea if he's gonna be here or will he like if he stays there, I would hope it'd be like another one year. Cause again, I don't think it's like the end of the world. Like I if he when he does come over, I don't really think he I would hope the plan isn't to have him go to Iowa. That's my big thing. Like I don't think he needs to do that. Like you know jumping from any league into the yeah i mean i don't know like depends i guess what that team looks like to be honest with you because like i don't really see a whole lot of value in seeing like what he looks like next to like no disrespect to these guys like there i don't really care if uh, what he looks like next to like Lucini and Fogarty like I don't like I don't care I don't really need to see that like he's like the KHL it's not on par with the NHL but it's not like that far off like it's full of ex-NHL guys a bunch of Russian guys that just like playing in the KHL and making under the table money like they they fucking love that shit fair enough um it's obviously one of the best leagues in the world it's pro hockey so like I don't really see the need to have him now go play in the AHL um Again, depending on, you know, what that lineup looks like, I guess. But um, we'll see. I mean, imagine having both him and who's Adinov there next year. That'd be exciting. But I don't know how many spots there will be because so many fucking guys have uh, been locked up with no move clause, no trades. Like, I don't know. I like this is the thing. I keep running into this, trying to project where these prospects like fit into the lineup the next few years. (laughs) It's like uh, bad news. We just signed another 32 year old for four years. No move. (laughs) Yeah, maroon. That's the one. Yeah, he gets a five by five. God damn it. Full doe move. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. But either way, what a season he's having. And even more impressive that it's come off the back of like two years of just getting like shit on relentlessly and just a whole lot of time spent on the bench watching other people play hockey. Um so just a very impressive very very impressive season for him um, he was on pace to get into the record book so good for him hopefully I hope he's here next year really do obviously
1: we'd like that okay last one then that I had on the list and if you have like one or two more cool um, but I want to hear your initial thoughts on the latest acquisition Will Butcher brought into the fold any thoughts
0: it's a, it was he the most recent one or was it Ch- was chisholm well, the i don't sure. know which one
1: i guess i guess second most recent but i hadn't heard of the other guy
0: so <laughs> yeah i think <laughs> well, there's probably <laughs> i think in terms of at least like in terms of the future like chisholm probably more exciting to be honest yeah. like he just it's weird cuz he is like he has been i mean he's unbelievable in the AHL, but um he just literally has not had any chance to crack winnipeg's lineup with how healthy they've been and like i mean solid they've been um i wonder if they were because it sounds like there was never a chance that kid was making it through waivers so like it's not like well i'm curious to to know if it's like a uh situation like yeah he'll make it down like obviously very different scenario obviously but like same idea of like yeah we're just gonna have him go and then he ends up getting, oh shit, that Lindholm trade happened?
1: Yeah, that, I don't know. That's what I say right. from Sean here. Now I'm looking it up.
0: Mid-pop Unless after. Sean, you have the details and you Kuzmenko. can just it for me. I told you, Kuzmenko. That's it? No, I don't know. That's just one piece of it per LeBron. Lindholm trade.
1: There's no extension in the this works. Is um,. Multi assets involved, including Kuzmenko.
0: <laughs> we got- right. But hey, what? what everyone's here to listen about is let's talk about Declan Chisel. Right, just <laughs> played fucking eight <laughs> hockey games this year.
1: <laughs> oh god, damn it! I, really, um, I was
0: gonna piss me off until I figure it out. Yeah,
1: whatever. It's uh got something to do with Kuzmenko and other pieces. That's what we know. All right. But apparently um, it's happening and Isha's probably pissing himself right now.
0: Yeah. Unless he's busy sure. watching
1: some fight video, banging his head against the wall. I don't know.
0: The other asset is Quinn Hughes. Um uh, it's fine.
1: Oh man. That, um
0: but the oh that would be fun. <laughs> I, I think, though, especially given where – and this is back to Chisholm, by the way. Um, and Butcher, I, I'm curious to see how much – like how many looks he actually gets. Like I think they're pretty excited about Chisholm, and I'd imagine they want to keep him because he does show a ton of upside. Like a very, very good two-way defenseman in the AHL. Um, the points have been there. He defends really well. Like – I guess there was just no chance that he was going to make it through waivers. And I, I'm, that's why I was saying before, like, I'm curious to know if like at depth, they got to the point where maybe they weren't going to get anything in a trade, but like they thought he would at least make it through waivers. Like, I can't imagine that that yeah. would be the case. So I'm wondering if it's like, a, Oh fuck, he didn't make it through waivers. Cause like, it, it sounds like every fucking team, in the league was like, yeah, yeah, we're going to, we're going to take a shot here for free. Um, curious to know, but, um, I think he's actually going to get looks just given how, I mean, I hate being mean because he's such a beauty, but John Merrill, like, Oh my God, I, he is. I don't like, do you think he knows? Maybe two years? I don't know. I actually don't. But do you think know. John Merrill sitting there? He's like,
1: why are you guys still playing me? Like, I appreciate it, but
0: I don't get it. Guys. Like if you want to, like, it's cool. Like, I don't care. I get it guys. Yeah, there's good popcorn. I mean, I don't care. Um it is like that whole like it's at the point where he like you can't be he's virtually unplayable. It's crazy. Like are, are you a fan? I of, get nervous uh, every time he touches the puck.
1: No, for sure. Silicon Valley, you a fan?
0: Oh, are I've you? only seen a few. Oh, yeah. I can't. Dude, I he's he's straight
1: up big head where it's just like, Oh, you're firing me? Yeah, no, that that yeah, that makes sense. Then he gets hired back on and literally his only job is to just exist and like be an employee. And he just hangs out on the roof (laughs) of the building, like drinks during the day, like walks to lunch with other guys that are in the same plan because they got nothing else to do for the day. So they're like, well, I might as well walk like that. That could be John (laughs) Merrill
0: vibe. (laughs) All right. That's interesting. This is uh, just a a new little update in this Lindholm thing. Uh my my buddy Cam Robinson says, watch out for Tanev in this deal too. Da, 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 da. I was wondering so they, that I'm
1: like, what if Tanev is also part of it? But that means big pieces. Like, this is gonna be
0: yeah, that's
1: Rutherford is has blown his load on one trade, which I've never seen. He usually spreads it across like two or three. This is crazy. I'm really interested. Interesting. To your point, it's interesting. Vancouver um, is super fun. So, like, I enjoy this. Plus, getting Isha's hopes up and watching them lose is going to be an interesting perspective. And I I love Rick Tockett. So, here we go.
0: Such a beauty. It sounds like Tanev is in this deal, because even Rick Dollywall, beauty Vancouver guy, loved Dollywall. He says working, he didn't even... He didn't even like use correct grammar. He said, working on 2C if Tanif is in this deal as well. If he is rattled, then that means he's... I'd imagine Tanif's in there, but so, wow. There you go. I mean, that's a major level up there for Vancouver. Chris Tanif. Awesome. what a fucking beauty that guy is. My God. Um, wow. There we go. Okay. Did this you talk. see? I think it was... I think it was him. I think of BX on... <laughs> I think it was last week Good asked him because <laughs> of his teeth, he's like how many bites does it take for you to eat an apple <laughs> so
1: there's the whole uh, there's one I just saw them all like staring down at the screen waiting for a replay to come up he's like yeah this is why we got the best media team <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. just like carves him on the spot just like yeah this is, this is why our media guys are the best
0: <laughs> oh Alex Turcotte first NHL goal
1: Hey, good for him! him. I didn't even know that he was playing in the NHL. So good for him.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. He's uh, that poor fucking kid. Um, yeah, that's tough. Now
1: I gotta, I gotta ask you though. This has to be the last team that Winnipeg wanted to see Declan Chisholm go to, just because of like all the antics of late and where the hate level is between these two teams, like. Imagine being Declan hating the wild passionately because you're supposed to and then being like, Oh, Hey
0: guys. Yeah. Well, I mean, for him, he, he's been sitting on the ninth floor, like a fan for so many games. Cause he's just around if anyone gets hurt. But so he's been like, "What the fucker. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably going nuts. He's, um, he's throwing
1: shit on the ice
0: <laughs> or who knows? Maybe he's a, a, a double agent. Maybe he's just secretly loving it. I don't know. But um, either way, you can pick up a decent high ceiling player for free. Um, again, he's he should be able to play in the NHL. I think they will play him. Like another guy that they're going to probably. I mean, at this point, I wouldn't be shocked or upset about seeing him in lineup over either one of Merrill or Goligosky. And like, you really don't want to like, at this point, there's no point to calling up someone like, Lambos or any of those other defensemen down there that are still getting their foot in the AHL, like still getting their footing in the AHL, like a real upside there either. So um yeah, I don't know. I that one I'm I'm more excited, honestly. And who knows, maybe it'll be like a Ren Pitluck situation where he'll have like a few his uh few days of glory here, and then who knows, maybe it'll happen again. But um, I think it was just a very intriguing pickup. And Will Butcher, I have no idea. I mean, we've seen him. There were a couple of years where he was a solid enough regular NHL defenseman with like decent upside. Did he have a stop in Pittsburgh? Am I losing my mind?
1: He he just got traded from Pittsburgh, but he never played in the NHL. Okay, that's right. He,
0: that's he right. was that's he was right. in right. Yeah, I was all okay. That's that makes sense. Um, yeah, like I know say- nothing
1: about what he's done in the Pittsburgh system. Like that's yeah. the level to which he's really been here. But yeah. I don't know. Sick in college. I think his first two years pro were pretty. Yeah, so was like, not like knock your socks off, but I thought he was good. And honestly, though, every year, even like with the exception of his most recent NHL season, I think it was 21, with Buffalo. Like that was a pretty bad showing. But all the other ones like he was put averaging half a point a game like doing his job. It's just I I'd be lying if I said I've watched him enough to know how he looks out there alongside those points so i don't yeah. really know a whole lot there
0: yeah i mean again we've seen him play well in the nhl with the devils but that was a couple of years ago so we'll see i yeah. mean at this point with where they're at especially with gold and Merrill, like might as well see what uh what these guys got so i mean they're i think what was the butcher deal it was like the the kid they picked up in the trade for what's his face uh Kajkovich, whatever. Um that was one that was what backed the way for Butcher. So I mean pretty much like a harmless deal there. So he didn't really lose out on anything. But um yeah, no, two interesting pickups. Um but I do think Chisholm's got the potential to be a pretty uh pretty intriguing one. Um and at least has a shot to play some play some games here. I mean that kid just needs to fucking play at this point. He's been waiting. He's literally, I think he's played like 10 games this year because he's just been hanging out, like waiting for a shot. Um and he's got an what he's got an assist in the, one of the two games he's played in the NHL this season. So there you
1: go. Yeah, because he probably just like lobbed the puck to Ealers and things happened.
0: No, it was was a sick, he fucking, he went McDavid and then just- Tangled the round dealers. Yeah, that's what he did, actually. Um, That was what it was. Um, But yeah, no, fuck, we went a whole hour. Um, We did. Well, we're not going to do like an actual roundup. There were literally like, like four, maybe not even. I was actually just laughing about one stat as I was going through my like little- Prospect sheet that I keep track of all our stats on. Uh, specifically, Servak Petrovsky <laughs> this weekend on uh, Saturday, a four three loss against Flint. I think Owen Sound, I believe, had just under thirty shots on goal that game. Take a guess how many shots on net Servak Petrovsky put up that game. You will. I. It's going to be a number that you won't. <laughs> I don't Thirteen. See it. It's thir- oh, you have the sheet god damn it it is no, 13 I, on I, the money it's 13 on the money what sheet do i have you oh, don't have your knock he did he put up 13 shots i was, on gonna, I was gonna say eight
1: until you're like it's a number you'll never say i'm like fucking <laughs> 13
0: that motherfucker put up 13 shots on goal what a guess by you <laughs> 13 fucking shots on goal
1: <laughs> which is unbelievable Isha's going to abuse the face you made when I said that for thumbnails.
0: <laughs> 13. 13. He had a rough-ass rough week, by the way. But, like, I mean, that's impressive either way. So, like, that's uh, like 12% of his shots this year came in that one game.
1: Yeah, that also <laughs> kills your shooting percentage,
0: huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wasn't that high to be with. No, um, but it just torpedoes it. For, Fucking 13 shots on goal in one game. Like, and so, and that doesn't even include the ones that didn't hit the net. So, like, what if it's like 20 shot attempts? That rules. I love that. I love seeing guys just ripping shots. Like I, I love that stat line. Like when you go to every time <laughs> dude, like college hockey, when you go to like their live stats, they do track it as just shot attempts before like they act. And then after the game, they don't even have it available for most of like the websites or whatever. And like, there was one game I was watching BC was kicking the shit out of someone. And like, halfway through the second period car had 14 shot attempts so i was like jesus christ this kid is literally touching the puck and just ripping like that's all he's doing it's rules love that big fan of those funny ass stats but anyways yeah shut up Petrovsky, for ripping 13 shots on net and a four three loss <laughs> oh, that's good shit um oh shit. yeah i don't know you'll be shocked no riley riley height ripped it up this week again uh Points in all four games. He's up to 82 points in 46 games. I think he's like 10, maybe 15 points shy of his season total last year. I mean, he's setting records at Prince George at this point, too. So a lot of good stuff happening, but um but yeah, I don't know. Anything else we want to do before we uh let the good people go? I I don't know how we can beat
1: 13 shots on goal for Petrovsky. <laughs>
0: it is unbelievable. <laughs> that fucking rules. <laughs> man well sounds like that probably will do it um i think next week we're the goal was to do pretty much draft next week's going
1: to be pretty draft heavy week after that we hit a hundred i don't know what we're gonna do it probably will be super lame but z won't be able to guess jersey numbers anymore so
0: yeah that's kind of brutal they gotta change that We, we need a let the boys have little triple digits. Come on, triple digits. Who would be? Who would be the one player? Is like I want to be number one hundred, if they were allowed to.
1: Well, first off, don't do that. Like you gotta go bigger than. Like I'll be five hundred and seventy-three.
0: Can you imagine the sh- the fucking shenanigans they would put in their fucking contracts? Like all these guys need to end their contracts with their jersey numbers oh my now. God. <laughs> Could I be number (laughs) 6,969? Guys, they'll never know. They'll never know. (laughs) All right. We can can get the fuck out of here on that note. That's why people come back every week, baby. That analysis. All right.
1: Congratulations, Billy. You've graduated the first grade.
0: (laughs) All right. We'll see you next week for draft talk. We could probably have people ask questions too in the meantime, so we can have some loaded up, ready to go. Um, is it the same thing? Like, if people want to ask questions, is that link just like out there for the, all the time, or is that it depends one, on when should gets maybe? it out there?
1: We'll uh, make sure that he gets it out early this week, like this week, this one that we're recording now. I think it was up like forty minutes before we started. So no, perfect. But if we have it, we will get it out on Monday or Tuesday, so people can start peppering in early.
0: And as always, my uh, the Gmail that I used to use for mailbag still in my bio. If people want to throw questions in there, in the meantime, if that's easier, whatever works. And we'll see you next week, maybe or we won't. I don't know. I'll roll.